Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to another edition of the Up Ohio DD Talks. I am Michael Denlinger. I am the new host of the show, and I am honored to be here today. Today, joining me, I have Bethany and Joshua. Today, we're going to be talking about direct support professionals, or DSPs. And direct support professionals, and as someone with a disability, I know a lot about this. Direct support professionals are essentially our lifeline. They are, to keep their, they are the key to our daily life. They help us make sure that we're ready every day to function and live in our day. Um, and this is why they're so crucial. And with the cutbacks that we currently have going on, and and with and with the severe shortage that we have, people aren't able to always have the help they need. Sometimes we get stuck in bed. Sometimes you're sitting for a couple hours without services because they need to find someone to come in, and. With that, I'm going to kick it off with our first guest to start us off, Bethany, where she's going to tell us a little bit about things from her side. Bethany. Thank you, Michael. Um, well, as Michael said, my name's Bethany, Bethany Toledo, and I'm with the Ohio Alliance of Direct Support Professionals, um, otherwise known as OADSP, and we provide support, training, and development opportunities to people that work with people that have developmental disabilities. I have been in the field for about 22, I think going on 23 years now, and I started when I was 19 years old as a direct support professional, and um, then I moved into a programming role before becoming involved with OADSP um, heavily, probably about six years ago or so, and so I feel um, I I'm very honored to, to be able to connect with DSPs on a daily basis and help empower and support them to make a name for their profession. I think that's great. Let me ask you, Bethany. Um, actually, actually um, before we do that, I'm sorry, let me, inter let me introduce Joshua and he can give us a little bit about himself and his background. I Joshua? Oh, excuse me. Hi, so my name is Joshua Peterson, and I am the current co-chair of the OADSP DSP Council, as well as a DSP in multiple environments with RHDD in Coshocton County. Um, I came into this field very young in 1997 as a camp counselor through Camp Echoing Hills' camp program, and decided I really wanted to work in the IDD field and came to RHDD in about 2003. So I've had a very vast array of experiences in the role of a DSP over the past 17 years. And it's something I think um, is something that is not well understood by many people. And I'm very passionate about explaining that to people and helping them understand how important that role is. I think that's very well said. And a question that I want to pose to both of you and with your experience, Joshua, as a camp counselor, and your experience, Bethany, as a former DSP, and now you guys work with other DSPs, how would you say your personal hands-on experience 
has helped you and guided you to work with other DSPs and make sure they have what they need? I think that's a great question. I, for me personally, I mean, it has shaped who I am today. I mean, I was very young when I became a direct support professional. I answered an ad in a newspaper, which definitely dates me because people don't read newspapers anymore. Um, but I had no idea what I was applying for. And so it was a, it was a little bit of a shock. I, I never knew that a job like that existed. Um, so it was kind of baptism by fire. And as a DSP, I remember, you know, just having all types of ideas and, and wanting to help people do more and be more and, and, you know, go after their passions. And so as I've grown in the field, I kind of feel like, you know, the field raised me. And, you know, my experience have led me to realize the importance of the direct support professional and that's DSPs are my passion you know I want to empower them and support them to to make decisions and to uh, you know go as far as they want to go that's awesome Joshua what are your thoughts on that so I came into it a little bit I was somewhat aware I have family members with disabilities and my parents were both in this field before I came to it so I didn't come in totally blind but almost everybody else did when we were in that environment, right? And so when you're in that environment, it's so sink or swim, right? Because you literally have these people who are coming in who are completely dependent on you. And you have to learn quickly and you have to learn to work together quickly. And you have to learn to prioritize kind of where the bottom line is. And the bottom line here is the happiness and, and health and of the people that you're taking care of. So, it, it taught me very quickly that you have to have a very strong team dynamic and you also have to be very flexible and very willing to learn. So you have to always be adapting, always be refining, always be interacting and developing relationships with other DSPs and with the people you're supporting. Because if you don't have that, then your ability to fulfill this role is going to be highly, highly obstructed. Joshua, you said something really interesting and I want to, I want to hit you with a follow-up question real quick. How has, how has being related to individuals with disabilities in your family, how has that impacted you in the decisions that you've made in your life and in your career with working with individuals with disabilities? Well, I think it kind of gives me, it has given me anyway, a little bit of maybe, um, a head start on breaking down some of those preconceptions about what life for a disabled person actually is. So a lot of times when people come to the field, they have like this kind of shell shock, right, of understanding exactly how different life can be for um, some of disability as opposed to their own life. And I kind of had some, I, I can't speak to every experience, but I had some foreknowledge of that and so I already knew that it was going to require me to kind of continue to ask questions and find out from the people you're supporting, hey, what is it you need? What is your life like? Because I have already know kind of how to do that in an advocacy position for the family members I have with disabilities. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I just, I feel like that is an interesting point because as someone who, works with DSPs on a daily basis myself and needs that support, I've always found that more times than not, it is, it's really a different experience when you work with a, a DSP who has 
a family member with a disability of some kind, because they seem to understand that on a level that with no disrespect to any other DSPs or anyone else in the field, they seem to understand it on a level that so many other people don't. And I think in most cases, there is, if I can say, an additional level of care. It's not to say that other people can't care or that they don't, but it just seems like there's something extra there when you have that personal connection. So that's why I wanted you to share that. And Bethany, if I could throw a follow-up question at you, um, you talked a lot about how DSPs are your passion. I'd like you to elaborate on that because I don't, I don't think that a lot of people out there fully understand what it is about DSPs, why they're important, why they need to be valued, and why it's important to be passionate about them. Absolutely. When I think back to my, my days as direct support professional, and I worked as a DSP for about nine years, you know, I, and Joshua, you may have had some similar experiences, you know, I didn't know that there was a, a code of ethics, a standard for direct support professionals. So I'm very passionate. Once I learned about the National Alliance of Direct Support Professionals, that's you know, they have a lot of resources, as does OADSP, and it's become my mission and my goal to make sure DSPs have information that I didn't have when I was a DSP. There are a lot of things that I wish I would have known. And kind of connecting back to what Joshua was talking about, you know, in his experience and getting to know people before he worked as a DSP, I think that's a huge advantage because they get to know the person first. You know, a lot of times when DSPs come into the field, it's kind of from that clinical standpoint here, the paperwork about them, you know, and, and so people kind of start to form their own opinions before they get to know the person. So that's one of the things that I also work towards also being a part of different work groups in Ohio with our DD system is trying to make sure that we are providing an environment where DSPs get to know the person and it's not just that clinical here's paperwork about, you know, the services they've received for the last 15 or 20 years. And another follow-up question for you, Bethany, you um, mentioned that, you know, you talked a lot about your, your years as DSP and your experience there. How do you feel that that has shaped your ability now being one of the, you know, top people at your organization? How do you feel that that's shaped you and your ability to work with the DSPs and the clients that you serve? Because as we all know, a lot of times that's a really cohesive relationship. It has to be, you know, between DSP and client to get the job done and to, and to do it right. And how do you feel that your previous experience as a DSP has helped you in that regard? I think it definitely has helped me um, develop this level of empathy that you cannot have if you've not worked as a direct support professional. You know, I've worked double and triple shifts. I've, I've been there. I've been on the ground. I understand. And one of the things that I realized 
probably about five or six years ago is, well, that's great. And I'm glad to have had that experience. The experience of DSPs changes, you know, from day to day, year to year. And that's why OADSP developed the DSP Council, because even though a lot of people that work at OADSP began as direct support professionals, the job has changed and it looks a lot different today than it did when I was a DSP back in 1998, 1999. So, um, you know, we work really closely with people like Joshua and others that are DSPs today so that, you know, we do have our own experience to lean on, but we also feel it's really important to have people that have their finger on the pulse of the field and can tell us what's happening here and now. I think that's a good point because having lived on my own since 2003 and worked with DSPs for all of these years, um, you are absolutely right. The landscape of the job is completely different from back then as opposed to now. Like back then, there there are some there were so many things that DSPs weren't allowed to even do that today we ask them to do on a regular basis. Like for instance, um, my DSP is allowed to help me with my airway treatments now where years ago they, they weren't even allowed to do that. And, you know, this is uh, one of those issues where, where it, is, um, it is just not appreciated sometimes, the stress that some DSPs are under, you know, and picking up shifts when someone else doesn't come in or getting called back into work after you just worked eight hours to go work at home because someone else left or didn't even show up. And it, and so, you know, I, and then from the client perspective, that can be hard because if you need help using the restroom or something, and then, and then your staff was supposed to show up two or three hours ago and you're still waiting and you could find yourself stuck in a position where do you end up having an accident or do you sit there and suffer trying to wait for someone to show up and help you? And so it can be a, a tough situation. And I think more people need to realize that. Now, <clears throat> I know we're short on time, so the next question I'm gonna pose is to both of you and Joshua. I think we'll start with you. Um, how do you feel from your perspective that the shortage is impacting you guys and your agency? And um, what do you think needs to be done to fix that, to make it better for not only the DSPs, but the clients as well? <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, obviously, the major thing is what is the bottom line again? who is not going to be receiving service because we don't have the manpower to cover it. And what is the impact on their lives? Well, that's going to be Ohio's disabled population. And those impacts can be just all across the board, mental, physical, emotional, um, community-based. It impacts financial. It impacts so many parts of their lives that it's just something that needs to be addressed. And the problem I think with it is, you know, DSPs are sharing some of that hardship because so many DSPs are working two jobs already and they're struggling to um, really make ends meet 
and they're tired and they're overworked and it's hard to get people to sign on to that kind of workload, right? So it becomes a thing of what are we, how are we framing this? How are we not helping ourselves and how we talk about this and how we communicate this field? And like one of the things I continually reiterate is that this needs to be framed. First of all, we need to really emphasize and and put our money where our mouth is about the comprehensive skill sets that a DSP has. It is not unskilled labor. It is incredibly skilled labor that requires incredible ethics and flexibility and personal character to perform. We also need to really be looking at the community sense of things. This is not about one population that historically people just kind of don't know about and don't want to know about. It is about how this impacts the entire community. We need to then spotlight how the struggling and the hardships of Ohio's disabled population are something everyone needs to care about. It affects everybody because it does affect everybody because you can, we're all connected in so many different ways. The communities are weaker if we are not strengthening every member of them. And so if the disabled population is not getting the support they need to thrive, then our communities are not thriving. And if our disabled population needs DSPs to do that, then DSPs need to be very well supported. And that is the only way we're going to address this is we need to start putting a stronger emphasis on A, how, how deserving DSPs are of that support and really put our money where our mouth is. And then B, why that matters. Why this is more than just an industry problem that I always hear, oh, all, all fields are having trouble with this. All fields are having trouble. Well, right, that's true. But this is a population that is in desperate need of this. And it is a crisis to everyone. We need to treat this with some urgency, in my opinion. Very well said. And I also want to say that I, I love what you said about we're all we're all stronger as a community when we when we strengthen all members because just like you said, and we're also weaker when we don't strengthen all members. And I am a big believer that all means all, and we all need to be included. We all need to be recognized, and we all need to be cared for. Bethany, how about you? Your thoughts well, on that? I would like to kind of piggyback on what Joshua was saying. And, you know, just about the community and we, you know, one of my, one of our, our big goals at OADSP is to make sure that people, the community at large understands what a direct support professional is. I, I really am going to get up on a soapbox for a minute and say we need to stop making weak comparisons when trying to explain what a DSP is. We need to stop saying, you know what, it's kind of like a, an STNA. It's kind of like a home health aid. Because th there are some elements that are the same, but it's very, very different. Um, there's a graphic that I love um, that was produced by the University of Minnesota, and it's called the scope of practice. And it kind of takes, it's kind of circular. I have a bracelet here that we actually kind of turned it into. Um, and it's called the DSP scope of practice. And within that scope of practice, it talks about all of the different hats that DSPs wear, you know, really over the course of any given shift. Um, and so I'd like to share those with you. Um, they were the hats of a teacher, a nurse, a therapist, an occupational therapist, a dietitian, physical therapist, a driver, a personal trainer, and there are probably some others out there. 
Um, you know, but it's very different than, you know, um, you know, going into someone's home for maybe an hour or two and helping them cook a meal. Um, you know, DSPs are, they can become, you know, a, a lifeline for people with disabilities. So I think we have to do a better job of teaching people what it is. And that goes for the community at large as well as the legislatures. So then when we're saying DSPs deserve to earn more money, they need to understand what a DSP is. Very well said also. And I will echo something I said um, earlier on in the program, which was that DSPs are a lifeline. They are an absolute lifeline. A DSP can mean the difference between getting up for the day and, and not being able to do anything at all. A DSP can mean the difference between having your medicine and not having your medicine for the day. A DSP can mean the difference between having something to eat for that day and not. A DSP can mean the difference between getting a bath and getting dressed for that day and not getting that. And I, and I say these as things that I underscore because I deal with them on a daily basis. And there are so many more. And for many people, there are those plus even more that I listed. And, you know, I don't think the importance of a DSP can be overstated. And um, I think I do agree with both of you, Joshua and Bethany, that it is something that we do need to work on and we need to fix yesterday. You know, and um, with that, I want to give the two of you chances to to um, offer clothing thoughts on the subjects. And uh, Joshua, again, we'll start with you. So I, I really want to encourage DSPs to take initiative on educating themselves about the system they're in and their impact on their communities both. Because I think that if we're gonna elevate the status of Ohio's people with disabilities, we need to elevate DSPs. And that's gonna require your participation in that to really understand what you're a part of, right? And also, I think you need to see just how important you actually are every day and realize that you're not just helping the person you support, you're helping everyone connected to them in every way, from their family members, to their neighbors, to the teller at the bank who helps them cash their check, you are strengthening those connections and making for a more dynamic and healthier community. And I really want DSPs to just give themselves the chance and the permission to whenever they can to, to seek that out and, and let that reinforce their commitment to what they're doing. Thank you, Joshua. Bethany. And um, I, I also want to share a message with DSPs and to encourage DSPs to become a part of the solution, to become an advocate for yourself and your coworkers, to find ways to talk about what you do, um, meaningful ways to talk about what you do and educate the public. There are a lot of people on your side and you know we, we want you to be a part of the solution. There might be some things that we really haven't thought of or considered. You know, be the voice, you know, help amplify the voice 
voice of yourself and your coworkers. So we can really work towards, you know, a, a defined career path for direct support professionals where you can earn a living wage. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Michael Denlinger. I'm the host of DD Talks, and I want to thank you for joining us for another illuminating edition. And we hope that we've enlightened you. We hope that we've been, we've provided you with some valuable information and some helpful tips along the way. I want to give an extra special thanks to my guests, Bethany and Joshua. Thank you both so much for joining me. And remember, DSPs are so important. We need them each and every day. We need them each and every second. We couldn't live our lives without them. And we couldn't make a difference in our communities. And ladies and gentlemen, remember, we, we want to hear your story. We want to hear from you, whether you're a person with a disability, someone who works with a person with a disability, a DSP, or what have you. We want to hear you. So join me for another edition of DD Talks. Thank you and have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.